welcome to episode 413 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man sitting across the table from me. No, he's not wearing his scary hat. Yes, he's wearing someone else's headphones. Shit. It's Russell John the Fisherman. Dude, I feel naked. <laughs> Let me get my hat. You feel seen, don't I, you? I feel bloated and ready to keel over. I, look, I squoze into this fucking shirt for today. You did, for I'm feeling, reasons. <laughs> I'm feeling festive. I bought this two years ago. I believe I never wore it one time. What color is that shirt? Puke green. That is very uh, Nickelodeon green. No, it's not. Yo, you can't see I've just green. been told that is not Nickelodeon <laughs> green. Also agreeing with him. Still in studio, ladies and gentlemen. He never left. It's Randy Michael Stapp. That's me. Been here all week, just uh, hanging out in the the basement. You know, (laughs) (laughs) how has our non-existent basement been for you this week? Uh, It's a little dank, I think they would say. Oh, you know it's dank because Dad is doing dank things down there. Yeah, all of his weed smoke blows in through the vent. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Sometimes, (laughs) sometimes when I'm working out, I get a good whiff. Also joining us is Oksana Valerian of Osachi, who does not own microphone because, no, it's fine. You can say hi. I'm here. Because. Who is here is Madeline Kessner. Are there basements? In California? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think so. that was the plot of Zodiac, right? The proof was one oh, dude had that a was basement. A, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was a big plot piece of the movie. That's no. a whole second act. One dude had a basement. It's guilty. <laughs> Basements are cool and they're not cool at the same time. I sleep in a basement. <laughs> well, it's East Coast. It's yeah. different. Yeah, they put our bedroom down there. Our apartment was a building that was constructed to be a homeless shelter. Yeah. And then they're like, no, let's make people pay thousands of dollars <laughs> to sleep in a basement with an exit sign above their head. Well, this uh, condo was uh, apparently built to be a temple for spiders. Really? Because it is uh, Spider City here. Oh. That is the only reason why I've, I, I've enjoyed this cold and rain, because there's been zero spiders. No spiders. Yeah. From Mars. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? David Bowie. Okay. So, now, it's, it's, it's a... It's a crazy occurrence that everyone's here today. It just kind of lined up because uh, Madeline, you came in yesterday. Correct. Randy, you're leaving today. Yep. And just the circles combined and everybody's here for different reasons because guess what? That's America. And that's what makes us Americans. Uh, yeah, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> so Madeline, you're here for the festival this week. Correct. I am. And so that is why today is our annual Unnamed Footage Festival preview. preview. Yeah, <laughs> preview. You got there. <laughs> so, a lot to talk about. But uh, how's everybody doing this week? Randy, did you have a good week here? Uh, yeah, I had a good week. Uh, stayed at my parents' house in Pleasanton. I crashed in SF after I talked to you guys last time and then hung out in the city. Uh, for a good about another day on Tuesday, and then I got home to Pleasanton uh, Tuesday afternoon, and Pleasanton uh, had lost power, so I was out of power for like four hours. So I just stood off into space uh, and and did nothing in the dark. I started. Did I you? got like eight pages in, then I gave up. 
It's better than what I would have done. W- would you call it unpleasant, Tim? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, g- give her something. Give her something. We'll put it in post. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, just been uh, hanging out, seeing, uh, you know, different friend groups here and there. Went to Oakland a couple of nights and, uh, you know, been been boozing a little bit at night. And then I had a oh. wedding uh, to go to. Not my wedding. I'm not getting married ever. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> went to a wedding in Sonoma uh, yesterday and drank uh, several Pliny the Elders. So uh, it's been good. Oh, Pliny the Elder. How was Sonoma this time of year? Uh, it was nice now. It's uh, very green up there because there's been, uh, you know, a lot of rain uh, recently, which I I don't know. I don't really ever go to Sonoma in general when I have lived here. I've gone to Santa Rosa a bunch for shows, but yeah, yeah, I don't know, it's nice up there. You're more of a Santa Rosa cat than a Sonoma. Sort of. I would go God. to uh, punk hardcore shows at the Phoenix Theater, which uh, there's a big... Um, half pipe in the middle of the uh where the audience hangs out so you could like crawl onto the top of the half pipe and watch shows from there oh i thought you said hash pipe that's my favorite weezer song yeah thank you so much complete circles that's your Uh, favorite weezer song (laughs) yep sticking with it no it isn't (laughs) sweater song you you like one of those incel ones from the blue album don't you (laughs) yeah i think the blue album's good i don't know i was never it, it might not know it by looking at me but i was never a huge weezer guy yeah no, i feel like i looked like a weezer guy though yeah the great rivers cuomo yeah that's the only one i know i was a big weezer guy <laughs> really yeah, yeah. I, I started playing guitar because of, yeah how fucking lame is that down, 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 down. and my favorite weezer song is africa Oh my! <laughs> the cover they didn't—they didn't change anything. Bum, bum, bum. This is terrible. You know. Also, I'm glad you're here, Madeline. Because fuck you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Remember last time you were here, you you told me about the Blue Man song that or the is it a Blue Man group? It's the not blue them. Man that fucking um, Blue. Remember like oh, I'm, I'm blue. But the remake. I'm good. <laughs> I hear it all the fucking and I'm time. Feeling all right. And I and I remember it's, you told me and I'm like, that's not real. No, it's that's real. Not. And it's then now I hear it the all the time. The laziest lyrics of all time. It's like, uh, make something up. I'm good. That's it. Yeah. That's I'm it. good. It. I'm feeling all right. And guess what? She's gonna make residuals off that forever. Until her children's children are robots. Yeah, but she's <laughs> never gonna be as famous as she wants to be. <laughs> yep, that's true. We always got something holding us. Who back. who authored that piece of shit? Uh, Eiffel 65. Well, that's the original. It's Bebe Rexa. Oh, I'm into that. Bebe? She's like a a plus size pop star. Well, clearly a baby wrote that. And then it's it's whoever, uh, one of those like like electronic guys who does like giant festivals and all of his stuff sounds the same. DJ Deadman. It's like a piano in the back. Marshmallow. No, way more. It's like David Guetta or something. Oh, more, yes, like of course. Like the most yes, ger- yes, generic yes, yes, of guys. Oksana's yeah. shaking her head, yes. Yeah, like a white dude and everything sounds the same. There's always like a piano. Yeah. Also, have you all ever watched DJ Khaled videos, like montages of him dancing? <laughs> no. no. It's, the, it's the funniest shit. <laughs> I highly recommend that. Uh, do you remember that hot minute when he was like everybody's favorite person because of Snapchat? Yeah. So strange. Yeah. Uh, culture's broken. I, I didn't even realize who he was until a couple years ago. Yeah, same. Like what he did. All, yeah. I just know him as another one guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, that checks another out. Another one. Yeah. Oh, that. that yeah. yeah, yeah. See, Has anyone done a mashup with that and then bites the dust? 
Randy. Randy, it's your calling, dude. You're creating work for yourself. Work Weezer in there and you're made. <laughs> My favorite thing is the the Billy uh, Corgo rides a roller coaster. It's pretty good. It's the best. Where it's it's the 1979 where he goes, wee, and it's going down a roller coaster and they just yeah. stretch out the wee part. Oh, and it's it's very fun. It's pretty good. Yeah. I also found out they tried like nine other rock songs. They're not nearly as good <laughs> as that one. They nailed that one. Because they tried to do Freddie Mercury going, oh, get out of here with your oh. No one says that on them. Okay. Well, uh, real quick, I want to open up with this segment um, before we get started. Just just to, you know, warm up the room. That's all we're doing. Okay. Lighten it up. You seem anxious. What's happening? <laughs> this is my natural state. No, no, no. No. This is a this is, this is chill look, zone. Do I look like, like an animal in the corner? Like. A little bit. Big eyes. Where's your sunglasses? Put your shades on. I forgot them. This is. I actually. I got prescription sunglasses for the first time, and I've never worn them. I'm sorry. You came to California without sunglasses. I've never (laughs) had sunglasses. Why? I. I don't know. I feel that. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like glasses. I already have glasses. Randy only gazes at his shoes, and I'm like anxious, like a rodent. So if you have those like transition glasses that turn dim. I feel like one of my senses is impaired and I go into panic mode. So like my glasses would start getting dark and I just freak out. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're yeah. weird and they don't adjust back to normal fast enough either. That's, yeah. That's but my vision's not too bad. So when I enter a building, I just take my glasses off. It's your yeah. fault. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> Titillating conversation <laughs> yeah. now and forever. Uh, all right, Russell hit the cool guy. Oh, you got to warn me about this shit. This is our cool guy segment, Madeline. You can laugh <laughs> on microphone. It's not a problem. You can laugh at him. I turn Please. away from the mic to I'll laugh. I'll take it off. <laughs> I need there need we need, I need to have a quick editorial of what this cool guy segment has become. Essentially, in uh, what I mean by cool guy now, anytime I make that reference. I'm basically just speaking directly to Russell mm-hmm. because this is any anything that falls under this segment is what I would perceive him saying as, oh, that's some cool guy shit. Yeah. Now it's an ever evolving definition, but I that's why we had this segment to 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 chip in a little bit every week to to really dig into the core of what the cool guy is. So this segment, because we didn't have a whole lot of movies to talk about, so we're gonna talk about the festival. Um I am the cool guy in the cool guy segment uh, because of what I purchased on Amazon this week. So uh, I want to bear my soul today. Fleshlight. That purchase has happened many moons ago. That's right. Yeah. Also gross. Did you get rid of it? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> There's the, the, it, it, it hit a, it hit just, it hits a wall of depression. No. Yeah, it was cool. weird seeing it on your bathroom counter. <laughs> I know, I did a couple times. It's not a, Madeline looks horrified. Yeah, I'm, that's true. I'm horrified. <laughs> no. well, well, you have to wash it. Yeah, but the, the, after you wash it, you hide it. That's yeah, the, I know. I, yeah. You're missing one of the crucial I keep steps. forgetting that eyes are always watching. <laughs> yes. It's just, yeah. Madeline, it's a cry for help. You don't hide those. <laughs> All right, so I bought a bunch of screenplays on Amazon this week. Oh, this is exciting. <laughs> Here we go. Stop. The Seinfeld nice. scripts, the first and second seasons. 
all the scripts. What do you do with that? I read it. <gasps> oh, I got plans. <laughs> Are we going to do readings? Oh Ethan God. and Joel Cohen collected <laughs> screenplays. One, Blood Simple, Raising Arizona, Miller's Crossing, and Barton Fink. Good Russell, how many of those movies have you seen? I know um, you've seen Blood Simple. Yep. Raising Arizona? Uh, I think maybe a long time. It made Nick no Cage. impact if I... Uh, and Barton Fink has been one that people have been telling me to watch for also years. Also, Miller's Crossing is very yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one. Okay. Maybe one and a half if you want to count that. <laughs> The Big Lebowski. <laughs> Joel and Ethan Cohen. Now. This may be one of the godfathers of the cool guy movement. Fast and uh, Furious. My final choice. The godfather. What the fuck? <laughs> Fast and Furious. It's Pulp Fiction. Oh, okay. I was thinking nice. Guy Ritchie. Pulp Fiction. Now, okay. I've bought scripts too. Yeah. But I like to get movies that you wonder how they were written. These seem like thoroughly wrote. Like, Oh yeah. So what, I don't get the point. I can't reveal everything. Cause it's a, there's a bigger play here. You got to table the level. So there was a, these, these were, <laughs> these were specifically chosen, but I also say, um, go on there. There's a, it's, it's odd. The screenplays they have for sale or the ones that they're advertising up top. Yeah. It's a strange choice on some of those. Well, I feel like they're kind of, uh, as a hopeless collector of everything, I feel like that's just trying to like play off of, you know, the fandom. Like all those movies are like the Coens have a huge following. Sure. And like Pulp Fiction is a clear one. Sure. Yeah. So I don't know. I just I don't see a lot of utility in there. Those would all be. Like <laughs> don't worry about the utility. On okay. the shelf. <laughs> I got that covered. Of a guy I went to film school with. Yeah. You know, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like an older millennial who went to film school, they own those and have them proudly displayed still. For sure. I I knew exactly what I was doing. Yeah. What if your bit falls apart? We just rip you for buying them. (laughs) That's right. No, that that would be. Yeah. He'd be happy with that. Yeah. Duck on a water's back, baby. Wait, what? What? (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to read them? They look ve- they look like you've never even opened the cover one time. Again, they just came in like okay. yesterday. Also, the I did not bring this in uh cuz it's a hot topic. I'm not trying to start hot topics yeah, here. What do they okay? smell like? I'm going to whiff it. But I also bought S Craig Zoller's new comic. <laughs> it's very good. Oh, now I know Madeline you hate Zoller. I do. Yeah. But as far as people buying scripts, I know he's got like a whole industry because he writes more of like a novel yeah. than like a like guideline for a director. So I understand buying those too. Yeah. Actually, one of the, the homies that works on the film fest, Sam, he constantly tells me about like interesting people who make maybe not the best movies, but have a whole industry of people buying their script. None of the shit you put on here. Is that something uh, Nigel Bot should get into? Oh my. Yes. Now, see, I would buy that because I'd be so curious to see what the fuck. Well, he, they're probably unscripted films. He'd have to write the script after. <laughs> oh, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> like a like a novelization of the movie, but in script form. Well, I mean, I read um Harmony Korine scripts for like Gummo, Julian Donkey Boy, and it's like, are these scripted? Right? Because those movies are so dreamlike and like weird. What about Trash Humpers? Uh oh, was there was a third one in there? I don't think it was Trash Humpers though. Yeah, I think it was Mr. Lonely. 
I can't remember. But tra- yeah, that would be great. Lonely. Can I tell you I got in trouble for showing trash humpers? The police found you? No, I, I showed it at Horror Club. Send the police. Oh, at Astoria? Yeah, I showed it at Astoria Horror Club, and, and someone sent a very long, very upset message afterwards. Well, that's how you know you showed good art. I know. I know. <laughs> but, I mean, so you, you do the Astoria Horror Club mm-hmm. back in your um in your New York hometown. Yes. And that crowd, I'm, I remember the first time you did it, you showed Scream, yeah, right? Yeah, that was the very first one. And yeah. then you end up showing Trash Humpers? Like- <laughs> Two and a half years later, yeah. But um, I, And it was like one of the nights where I got to do it. So mm-hmm. I do it with a, a friend of mine, Tom. And Tom definitely has more like mainstream taste than Noonan? I do. Yeah, Tom Noonan. Oh, okay. yeah. That'd he be likes, freaky. He likes the slasher films. He like, likes the franchise stuff. Like he likes the the bangers that bring people in, and then I push to show the weirder stuff. Good combo. And he wasn't even around that night. Oh no! And so I whipped out trash humpers, and I got in trouble. I could imagine that too. What was the complaint here? Uh, that it had uh, racist caricatures in it. Okay. Yeah, what? and that they were offended that I would show that in a public setting it's where anyone so could just walk dumb. in and see it's it. So dumb. So yeah. Dumb. It's yeah. So you know, the easy counter would be, well, last week we showed a bunch of women being murdered. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, what, what the fuck the are you talking thing, about? The other thing that was so frustrating is, like, I gave a pretty, like, big disclaimer at yeah. the start. Like, I went in front and I'm like, hey, you're not going to like this movie. If you do, we'll talk about it. If you don't, we'll talk about it. If you want to walk out, do it. We'll talk about it. And so I made myself very available. And, like, when... This couple walked out. I followed them out and talked to them in the bar. And they were like, we just want to go home and feed our cats. Bye. I'm like, okay. They're feeding their cats. Mm-hmm. And then the next day. Is that a euphemism for I, anal sex? Probably. <laughs> the next day I got the angriest message from this guy. And I'm like, why didn't you just talk to me? Yeah. Because it's not about that. Because, it's yeah. about him wanting to say, uh, yeah. I was uncomfortable yes, yeah. of with that. You victimized and him. And refused yes, to, to like view it in, in a, uh, you know, in a way of discussion. The yeah. easy thing would be like, don't go back. You know oh, what I mean? Like, oh, it, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things he said in the message. He's like, I don't want to come back. And triply, I will never invite anyone. Great. And I'm like, good. <laughs> that's so lame. Can I print that? <laughs> Dude, honest, that would be rad. Last week, somebody left and fed their cats. <laughs> yeah, that's a, such a trip. I mean, you know, whenever people complain about American culture, it's like you're not actually looking at the the weird shit like violence. How that's not even on the radar. Yeah, at all. Yeah, like, and have you watched the new Scream? No, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, you you would both probably love it and hate it. Yeah. Um. The the stabbings are there to the moon in this one. Really? They're oh my to god. To the moon. And nobody dies. Oh. Spoiler, but like Can people, you say that? Can you start saying to the moon more? I you know <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> it's because of D D last night. Oh, then fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> Never again. Yeah, but no, people get stabbed like forty eight times in it. Oh, that's kind of and awesome. then uh and then they get the the uh dewy treatment where they're on the stretcher and they're like, Hey, I'll see you next I mean that's more realistic. <laughs> it, you know, Dude, not the way my, that they're stabbed, though. My aunt was stabbed 17 times. She's still kicking. Hell what? yeah. Why'd you stab her? <laughs> I didn't do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is she Julius Caesar? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? That was 37. No, she's just Pat. <laughs> <laughs> From SNL? Yeah. yeah. 
Wait, is that a real story? 100%. Where did she get stabbed? All right, I'm going to tell it. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know. If you don't want to, that's no, fine. No, I'm going to. I'm going to. But you can't drop something like that. I'm like. She was hitchhiking. No, she wasn't hitchhiking. She picked up a hitchhiker. She was driving Holy across the machete shit, yeah. guy on Netflix? Uh, no, but it was, in fact, a, uh, a vet. Of course. Oh, no. A Vietnam vet. Well. Who had kind of not gotten support when he got back and, and lost it. Damn. Yeah. Well, I've never heard that story before. <laughs> so how did she no. get out of it? That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Someone found her on the side of the road. Oh, Jesus. my goodness. And her, yeah. her, um, her part, the person she was driving cross country with left her for dead. Oh, fuck. Seriously. Why? Because there was a man stabbing her. She just bailed. I, you know, it's it's animal. Yeah. You know, fight or flight. Yeah, yeah. it's like, like I got to get out of here as fast as possible. Um, so yeah, you, you know, while Oksana's not on mic, I know tire iron back of the head. It's done. <laughs> I talked about it before, but we've been in a bar fight. We're very rough people, and Oksana started it. And uh, we had you learn half the people just fucking fled, and you know, I was uh, you feel hurt the next day where you're like, bitch, you left me there. Like we were in a fight, yeah. but then it's like. It's all animal instinct. You don't yeah. know what you're going to do. See, you think the red letter media guys have been in bar fights <laughs> with their wives? No, pussies. Yeah. I think I've been in a couple of bar fights. Unfortunately, both times I was blacked out. You think Last House on the Left is doing brawls out there? Why do the red letter media guys talk so long? <laughs> that felt like something they would have said about a movie. What? Even the what? delivery, I liked it. Have you ever? You I don't watch even, those guys. I was gonna just say that you've never even watched. Yeah, I, no, I've watched like an episode. In my mind, I didn't know if I wanted to go on or. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. Well, you want to talk about the fest? Uh, well, anything <laughs> else up top? Uh, what, what's your what's up with your scripts? Oh, I can't tell you the story. Yeah. Oh man, I just want to tell. I just wanted to so show. You're just introducing them. Yeah, this is yeah. a, a Chekhov screenplays. Yeah, I just figured it'd be a good <laughs> excuse to play the. Uh, oh, by the way, we didn't close out the segment. Can you close out the segment? Please? Oh, do it. Do we, do we have a outro? No, it's the same. Okay. <laughs> you know, you always gave me shit for morning radio kind of crap. I barely play. We anything. leaned into it. Yeah. And then I missed it. I know. Because you know I love it. That's the most morning radio. I love it. It's because it's so, it's shit. If you want, let me know. You can feel free to play anything. Can I just like <laughs> click on one? Yeah. And see care. what happens? Yeah. Okay. Especially because like back in the day, I used to give context and do stories, but you can Oh, click oh a soundboard, soundboard karaoke. Yeah. That's for Randy whenever he talks about <laughs> movie. Yeah. Hell yeah. What? Oh no! Some of those look long. I probably don't want. Yeah, to- I, thank you for being able to read oh, the time. Yeah. Oh, oh, play cherry pie. Uh, I don't know if I have <gasps> it anymore. No, did you take it away? Yeah, because you yelled at me for playing it. It was the best song. Oh, we watched cherry pie. Cherry pie. Do you oh, remember the movie? Yeah. With the movie the- with the song. And the oh, we had that song. Where they stuck in a picture frame. There was mm-hmm. a diner where people would get cursed, and they would put them in a picture frame. But the picture frame was just like a set. Yes, it was then, just a white room. Yeah. yeah. Uh, With black curtains oh as a station. We had the director booked yeah. to come on here, and then I can't remember what happened. They must have bailed. What? She rescheduled, and then we're like, we're not trying. Correct. <laughs> she wouldn't do a Sunday, Oksana just told me. Oh, yeah, very religious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Did you just groan? You could talk off mic. It's all right. It's called The Sweet Taste of Souls. There you go. <laughs> she said one of the posters has something written in syrup. Oh, it says fucking cherry pie? Ew. All I like All right. is cherry pie. <laughs> yeah, this is it. <laughs> yeah. But tonight, oh, you will die. One, two, three, four. Sweetness. <laughs> God, I love that it. it sounds like a karaoke backtrack. 100%. Sounds like. It's like slow down Wesley Willis. <laughs> it being a David Lynch movie. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Twin Peaks. That's what I said. But yeah, the whole thing. We have not. Did, we've never. We've, have we ever talked. We never talked about this movie, right? I think we or did. Or the week before. I think we did, but it never went anywhere. Because that was like, was it two years ago now? Here we go. The best part. Okay. Bam. What, what is the name of that movie? Sweet Taste of Souls. Okay, let's watch it and then talk about it again. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. <laughs> and we're back. All right. Randy, you never saw that, did you? No. Oh, Randy, you're missing out. Well, you I'm just good. heard the song. In completion, you're welcome. Uh, I, we just should start doing it. Can we just start playing random songs in the middle? We'll make it full morning radio. <laughs> That's what we're going to. All right. That's what we're working towards. I'm down. All right. Does that say fucking cherry yeah. pie? <laughs> Yeah. Wait, why did what? What, is, what are we seeing? Why is it cursing at me? These are the stills from the movie. Oh, yeah. Hmm? Oh man, yeah, dude, it's fucking good. <laughs> See, this is the problem with Randy. This is some fucking true outsider art here. You need sure. if it was put out in Criterion with a little nice essay wrapping it all up, you'd be into it. I think you're misremembering the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're yeah. remembering the same movie. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking good. You know what else is good? The sixth iteration of the Unnamed Footage Festival. Well, that's pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> so much of six. Let's talk about it. It's here. How we feeling, team? Week of. Tired. Of course. Yeah, yeah. All I, I, Only acceptable answer. I yeah. fantasize constantly about the next week. Where I won't have anything to do. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't this the best way to start the talk about the film yeah. festival? <laughs> We're exhausted. We can't wait till it's done. <laughs> How yeah. sweet is that Monday morning, though? It's really nice. That Monday morning. Yeah. Although I have to then fly back cross country. So it's not. When's your fly back? Uh, like noon. Not, yeah. Not too bad. Not but... too bad. It could be better. Could be worse. Yeah. Yeah. I call that the purgatory of choices. You yeah. should have extended it so you could see Terrell on stage with Peaches Christ. I thought about it. <laughs> yeah. But uh not I, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to get him to dress up as Buffy. Please. Yeah. I saw him dressed up as Sydney from Scream mm -hmm. and uh I I I was very excited. <laughs> all right. How do you want to do this? Well, uh, I don't know. You first want to read all, the schedule? Okay well, okay. well, we don't have to. I mean, you know, first of all, before we jump right into the schedule, uh, just kind of talk about uh, how this festival 
just kind of, you know, the planning of everything is, you know, I know that submissions have slowly just grown yeah. over the years, right? Yeah. Have, uh, this year, opposed to previous years, you know, are you guys seeing more features come in? Uh, more shorts? Uh, was there like a spike because of COVID with shorts and stuff? Has that kind of gone? Have you seen sort of fluctuations or anything like that? I remember last year we were kind of, we had a dirge of shorts. We had more features this year. <laughs> yeah. Really? A quarter of the submissions were features. That's pretty, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, how many submissions uh, uh, this year? 85 in total. That, is that the most? I think. Uh, yeah, definitely. It's yeah. great. Which is weird because if you are in a uh, traditional narrative film fest, they usually get up in the hundreds or thousands. Especially if you're established. At, at this age. Yeah. And like with the pricing, because we, we tend to keep submission uh, fees really low because, you know, we don't want people to not submit in world camera movies because they can't afford to. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, it is a um, part of the critique and the stigma around the genre was that it's all low budget filmmaking yeah. or people trying to grift. And it's really like if you're making a found footage movie in 2023, you're not grifting, but you might actually have no money. So, yeah, we got to keep that entry level low. Also, you look at some other like middling film fest. They charge a fucking arm and a leg. They do. Sure. It's incredible. Like, and it only gets higher, too. What's what sort of uh, high end of the submission fee? I don't know. That's a Madeline question. Like a hundred bucks. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, you can look at like late, late for another hole in the head. It's like a hundred bucks. Like slam dance is, is really high. Like, um, but again, these are all film festivals that, you know, program from submissions. So they're actually going to show movies they get via submission. And um, a lot of people want their movies played there. So, yeah, we we ask a little less because we think there's way less people who are making movies. Yeah, which we're wrong every year. Yeah. Yeah. There's a ton of movies that were made this year. Mm -hmm. I keep finding out about ones we didn't even get a chance to see that are like being released later this year and i'm like oh i wish i had known about that i would have invited them to like you know submit um yeah or even come out yeah and yeah that's kind of the fun thing too because if you're at a film fest and you're like oh i didn't hear about that movie you would never even think to be like oh they should just come out but for our thing because it's such a niche culture it's like well come out and see like these movies get celebrated yeah shit I'm looking at the schedule. God, so it's packed again. Yeah. Before we get there, uh, this is the first year uh, that we've got a new venue. Yes. Moving over to the Four Star Theater, mm-hmm. not far from the Balboa. But uh, talk about the move over to the Four Star. I'm psyched. I love the Four Star. I think it's the right size for us. I love that it's a one screen theater. So we basically are taking over the entire theater. Yeah. So the lobby is ours. The theater is ours. If you are in the space, you are at Uff. You're not like going to Uff, but they're playing Batman next door. <laughs> yeah. Lego movie. Yeah. 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 No kids. Uh, let's uh, Black Panther. Uh, the Disney thing. Yeah. We got bumped because of that Oprah movie. Yeah. Oprah. And then it played yeah. next door too. Yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, it, um, a, a rip and a wrinkle, a wrinkle in time, in time yeah. by Madeline Lang- Lingle. Yeah. Lingle. God bless you. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no, this is going to be fun. Also, the neighborhood is different. Like yeah. the Balboa is in a neighborhood. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, they've always been so warm to us, but it kind of felt like we were always like invading over there. Yeah. And the theater is beautiful, but now at the four star, it's still got city vibe. Mm-hmm. Have you been there, Clark? Have you gone to the four star? I've not been to the resurrection okay. of the four star. It's theater. tight. Uh, did you go to it previously? Like I have when- also never been okay. to the four star theater. <laughs> I know Randy was there. I've been a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. My I- buddy used to live pretty close to it. So you'd walk there or Balboa. Did you make it out there now? Since no. you've been here this week, damn. That would have been cool. It's so different. It's I know. I want to check it out really eventually. Nice. They, they did a great job. Like, because. That place sucked. Yeah. yeah. I, I, one of my favorite memories was going out there. I think it was us four. And then we watched what? The, uh, the triangle, uh, not yeah. the triangle. No, it's the, it's an, it's a Lovecraft movie. Yeah. It, um, the triangle is, I always fucking forget the name of it. Uh, yeah. I'm also blanking on what it's called. I, I just remember sitting there with Randy talking about, dude, did they even try and aim I the projector at the screen? The Astron six guys. And then it was like. Where's the music coming out of a sound bar? Yeah. It was like extremely quiet. And like, yeah, I felt like I had to like, Tilt my head up like, yeah, forty five degrees just to see the, the void, the void, the void. Yeah, the void. Um, um, yeah, it was like the sound wasn't really on. No, it was so soft. We all <laughs> had to like crane our necks in to hear it. And uh, I remember going to see Train to Train to Busan there. Oh, time. and it was like it looked like they were projecting a DVD out of focus. Which um, which theater? Uh, one of the ones that was a hallway. Like a little okay. tiny hallway. It was the same one then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we went there with Terrell and watched a Lynn Shea movie that, um, you know, those straight to like purgatory films. And it was in the other theater, the big one that's now the only screen in there. Yeah. And we're like, what the fuck? What is this room? <laughs> we were, It was just me, him, and Oksana. And we're like, dude. Yeah, I don't know. It's beautiful I, it out there was, now. Wasn't it four screens? It was two. It was two. When screens. I went, yeah. So they just knocked out the shitty one, basically. They took down the little one and, and turned it into two screens, four one. stars. Yes. Yeah. So would you rate it five stars now? Mm-hmm. Five to five. I mean, th- you should rename the theater. To be honest with you, the five star theater. Of course. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Not my department. It's tradition. All right. <laughs> yeah, Cisco and Ebert do four stars, so. No, they did. do thumbs They're up, both thumbs down. Dan. <laughs> what are you talking and about? And one of them doesn't have Roger a Roger yeah. does four stars. I'm no, sorry. I like thumbs up theater. That's better. That's thumbs really up good. theater is good. <laughs> thumbs up theater is sick. Dude, are you going to tut? And then, got to tut, dude. You could have the tradition of showing like the Blair thumb. <laughs> you could just do all those thumb movies. Dude, the thumbs up theater with like a neon sign. Yeah. We really should open that. Okay. Theater. Fucking that's the You know best what? Idea. Fuck this festival. Let's yeah. go open the thumb <laughs> thumbs <laughs> up theater. <laughs> thumbs up's great. All right. Uh, let's get into it. Tuesday, March 21st at the Alamo Draft House. The pre-festival event is what we're calling it. Cloverfield. 15th that my goodness 15 mm-hmm. years 15 since year cloverfield uh shown in 35 millimeter yeah that's a thanks to the alamo draft house and jake isgar and terror tuesday so we didn't really put this one together we just talked about doing cloverfield and the alamo put it together for us so we're you know co-presenting it with them <laughs> Um, they, they, it, you know, it's funny. What? Just the story you're telling about the Astoria Club. Yeah, it's that's been my relationship with the Alamo. Really? We're like the program directors are always so fucking nice. Like we love Mike Keegan, yeah. and then Jake is so fucking nice. He's and the then sweetest. He'll he'll just text me and be like, "What do you want to show?" 
And then I'll turn around and be like, hey, what should we show? And we come up with these gnarly fucking indie movies <laughs> yeah. nobody's ever heard of. Yep. And I'm like, hey. Last he, year was great. Here's yeah. five movies. Yeah. And he let that go blind. And even after he was just like, hey, that was that was really cool. Yeah. And people turned out. So this year we went harder with indie pitches. And he came back with Cloverfield. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Yeah, we've always talked about doing Cloverfield. Yeah, so especially because it. it's a 35 millimeter print and it's the 15th anniversary. Yeah. So like we were all about Cloverfield. I remember seeing Cloverfield in New York when it first came out in theaters and seeing the Brooklyn Bridge get destroyed and getting <laughs> full body nausea. Like yeah. it scared the shit out of me um, because I was like in New York City watching New York get <laughs> wrecked and it was too realistic. You know, the scariest thing about Cloverfield, what? It's the beginning of TJ Miller's career. Oh, God. You know, <laughs> did you know that he actually d- did, did all the camera work himself, too? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I, and Fucking at God, least, warn me before you do that at shit. At least his face isn't in the film, so we don't have to see his stupid gaping maw. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> maw? Yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. Mouth. Big mouth. Oh, I like it. Yeah. You know, oh, great show. Never seen it. <laughs> Never so, seen it either. So it's pretty good. I'm going to briefly mention on Friday, we're showing Paranormal Activity and having these two, like, again, early on, I know we've mentioned this every year, but every, like, uh, the original advice we got was you got to put in something to dr- bring people in. I know. Because everybody looks at our program. They're like, what the fuck are these movies? Every year we try and we think something's going to bring people in and, and it, people are like, what is that? Yeah, remember the time we showed Blair Witch and uh, yeah, like just, six people yeah. showed up? Well, you know, the thing is, our crowd doesn't give a fuck. Like, yeah. you know, they watch these movies forever. They're coming out here to watch, you know, weird shit. Yeah. And honestly, we're usually the least excited about our, like, repertory program, but when we booked Paranormal Activity, I almost, I was kind of like arguing for it. And then I had to like actually build an argument. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm actually into this. But then I started thinking about Cloverfield. Most of my argument for Paranormal Activity is it followed the Blair Witch, did the same. It recaptured Lightning in the Jar, but nobody gave a fuck. Like I own three academic books written about the Blair Witch and culture at the time and the reflection and where's cinema going. And then Paranormal Activity comes out and there's like two essays online. Yeah. And I started thinking about Cloverfield. And I'm like, if nobody cared about Paranormal Activity, nobody gave a fuck about Cloverfield. But the thing is, Cloverfield is a scary kaiju movie. Yeah. There aren't any other ones. Yeah, they're not scary, at least. Every time someone makes a kaiju movie now, it's like nostalgia. Well, even think of kaiju movies in general. They're they're. They're kind of like um, the force of nature or like the horrors of war yeah. and your town being leveled. And I remember coming out being scared after Cloverfield yeah, thinking about. It freaked me the fuck out. But you, who's fucking scared of uh, Ultraman? You know what I mean? It's more <laughs> yeah. like it's more like pro wrestling. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, yeah. I don't know. I feel like Cloverfield, need, it deserves some love. Well, here's the other thing about Cloverfield that I think a lot of people just completely forget is it. Uh, brought the alternate reality game community yep. to like the mainstream for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Like it introduced so many people to like transmedia projects, ultra, uh, alternate reality games, and like made them accessible. And I mean, that and, and Halo was the other one that did that, but the Halo game was a lot more disconnected from Halo. Ah, uh, Master Chief. Wait, what? Yeah, Halo had a massive alternate reality game where they like mailed bees to people. Mailed bees? Yeah, bees. Whoa, you got to tell me about that. I don't think that's actually what they did. But but that was, it had something to do with bees. 
Mr. Bees. And, and it was hot. <laughs> like it was getting at the hive, you know, I'd never heard of that. I yeah. want to look into it. Yeah. Yeah. But Clover, the Cloverfield game I played along with, um, like people going frame by frame through the trailer, totally dissecting it. All of the um, excitement for Cloverfield happened prior to its release and then it came out and it just didn't do very well. I think because it was aimed at an audience of people who don't really go to the movies. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. You know, online discourse and like people in a theater are like different. Yeah. And I, even when we were talking about like um, YouTube distribution, mm -hmm. you really see that divide. Yeah. 2008. Okay. So it came out a year after Paranormal Activity. It did. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, no, it didn't. Because par didn't Paranormal Activity not come out till 2009? I think oh, it was 2009, right. dude. Yeah, you're right. Dude, Cloverfield hit theaters before Paranormal yeah. Activity did. Paranormal Activity was made in 2007, but it did the festival circuit for a full year before you, what was it, Universal, Paramount? Yeah, I, yeah Paramount. We booked yeah, it through Paramount. Yeah, Paramount, yep. Was like, okay, we'll take a risk on this. Yeah, weird. Maybe there's like fatigue or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but then Paranormal had, you know, brilliant marketing. That, uh... Hey, do you know where, did they ever really translate the manga from Cloverfield? Because I've I've only read, like, shitty internet translations where they just put, like, the English next to, like, I don't the think kanji. I even knew there was a manga. There's a manga. You know the whole, like, slurm thing? Yeah. Like, that, there's a big, the bigger picture of Cloverfield is kind of like, uh, that kind of like boring capitalist takedown where it's like, oh, you know, we're drilling in the earth and slurm is a product being made out of. Yeah, but it's all in this manga. That's the stuff. Which is like a lot of fun. Yeah. Because it's also got all the tropes of like manga. That's I'm sorry, Clark. Actually, I feel dude, <laughs> I love Cloverfield. I love Cloverfield, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Like I just thought it was so cool that they were trying to make a un like a universe that was sort of connected, but not at all. And then they made Cloverfield Paradox, and now, now it's dead. I never watched Paradox. Dude, it's bad. It's so oh, bad. Oh, it's yeah. Stink Town, yeah. USA. Yeah, and well, that was another one where the way that they dropped it was so insane. It was like after the Super Bowl. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it was. It was oh. They didn't tell anyone they were going to do it. It was oh. just like as the Super Bowl was ending, oh, social media got flooded with Cloverfield Paradox out now, and everybody went and watched it immediately, and everybody hated it. Well, you know, 10 Cloverfield Lane was interesting because it was a movie repurposed to fit into the expanded universe. Yeah. And I felt like that it worked and they were exploring tropes of a different genre. And it was really interesting. Yeah. And then Paradox felt like, hey, if you tack on a title, we can make money. At least that's what I heard from people. Y'all watched it, right? Yeah. Oh, 10 Cloverfield Lane? No, no. Paradox. Oh, yeah. I saw it. Because I remember you guys talking about it on here and being like not impressed. It was bad. It was Surprised shitty. we talked about it, to be honest. I don't remember anything. <laughs> no, I just remember it was bad. Yeah, I don't know. What a bummer. And it kind of killed the whole ARG. It really did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it killed everybody's interest in the Cloverfield as a universe. Yeah. Well, yeah. Randy, you down with ARG? Yeah, you know me. Thank um, you. <laughs> I will tell you, I saw 10 Cloverfield Lane at the Alamo where we're going to show this. And it, um, it was the yeah, only I was movie. there with you. It was the only movie where I had to hold my drink on the table because it had so fucking loud. The shit was rumbling. That rules. And remember that movie. What is that, Jurassic Park or something? Uh, <laughs> remember that movie opens with that car crash? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. terrifying. I've watched Tenfield, Tenfield Lane. <laughs> oh, yes. I've watched Tenfield Lane. I've watched that movie so many times. Yeah, it's fucking good. Like, I, I think I've seen it a dozen times because it's easy to put on and just great. It's no Tower Heist. Now, that's a movie. The fuck? 
<laughs> I've seen Brett, Tower House. Brett, Ra- Brett Ratner's yeah, Ben Stiller. I've seen it twenty times. Oh my god, it's that good. Was, yeah, you know what? The one thing I remember about that movie is Ben Stiller, Stiller lives in a story of Queens. He does. That's <laughs> yeah, the one thing I remember. And uh, the other guy was from Astoria. That's where Astoria I love, boy. I love Astoria. Wait, in what? What movie? Tower, Tower Heist. Heist. The new subject of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I get a jolt every time I hear it. <laughs> you fucking idiot. I hate you. Thursday, March 23rd at the Artist Television's Access. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, the kickoff party at 7 p.m. We got Mean Spirited with The Christmas Miracle at 9 p.m. Don't Stop Recording 2. This is really happening. Explain to me what all I just read. Okay, Mean Spirited is a found footage horror movie that was shot in October of 2021, and I know because I was there. Oh my goodness! I worked on it. I know. Is that it, it's out of competition? It's it's not up for awards, <laughs> which is why it's on the the kickoff. Exactly. It's part. Well, that and it's a party movie. Like it's just fun. It's well made. It's easy to watch. It moves. Looks good. So we figure it's a great way to get everybody recalibrated get a beer in their hand and get them psyched for the rest of the festival. I love how you're rebranding, uh, you know, and it's recalibration when it's just, uh, you know, just being scumbags. Like <laughs> you know, you come in there with your wine and your beer and you just booze it up. It's not even about the art, man. Well, the thing is regular life is so sobering yeah. that you have to get drunk and recalibrate to have fun and really let art into your heart. Also, if, if we want to go a little bit behind the curtain, what about your fart? I, uh, you know, it's at a competition just because Madeline worked on it. It's a good movie. And I, I feel like it should have been in competition. No, it's out. It's available. I know. She's worried that she would have been like stuff in the ballot box or something, Uh but I don't know. I, I I dig it. I'm really excited that we're going to do it at the fest. Shut up. You're being modest. It's good. Okay. Yeah. And, and it opens with uh, the Christmas miracle, which is a short by, I believe his name is Harry McDonough. And he is a returning filmmaker. Sounds like a British pop star. He is. Um, who? So you're bringing somebody out for oh, me. Owen Spirited. Williams, the producer. Yes. Okay. And Jeff Ryan, the director and star uh, and writer and editor, just so funny. Like he tried. They tried so hard to make what felt like a professional film with a low with a shoestring budget, and they did. It feels like a professional film. Like it feels like something that could have been made with a studio, but. As soon as you read the credits, the whole, um, you know, facade falls away. Yeah. Because Jeff made this whole movie. Like, he's so talented. And he, like, didn't want to star in it. They tried to get someone else. And, like, the guy couldn't make it. And so he got really buff specifically. <laughs> to so he's directing it. He's playing uh, who is essentially the, the antagonist of the movie. He wrote it. He edited it. He produced it. Like, Jeff, this was, like, a Jeff Ryan project, and I love Jeff. Do he got buff? Yeah. What and kind of gear was he taking? I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, that's methamphetamine. Uh, no, it's not meth. <laughs> gear? Uh, yeah, gear is a gear. Is it gear? No, gear is no, heroin. No, Crank. No, no. Crank. Oh my god. Crank. My favorite Jason um, Statham film. Jeff is trying to get a flight out here. Oh, tight. So Jeff Tell might be in attendance. Owen, the producer, will be in attendance. Owen is uh cool as fuck well if he doesn't get a flight he's probably gonna get a fight yeah fight one of those two choices good callback yeah. all right back to the schedule please <laughs> yeah by the way guys we cannot spend 15 minutes on each one why <laughs> because can. y'all are showing so many movies <laughs> we always do 
Uh, yeah, don't start recording oh. too. This oh, is really happening. Yeah, it's a power the hour. This is a power hour. It's a uh, sixty minutes, sixty clips, sixty drinks. One sip, just one sip. You don't do a whole shot. Yeah, yeah don't do liquor. We're adults. <laughs> yeah, you have one sip yeah. at the end of each clip. <laughs> one sip per clip. <laughs> How many beers is that? One. Oh, okay. One I don't. Beer. It depends on the, the mouth size. Yeah. Are you gulping? <laughs> Are you tonguing the little I thought beer you, I thought you had to, no. The reason why I, I thought you had to put it in the shot. Yeah, I think a true power hour is an ounce every Whoa. minute. That is correct. Randy, we we're not talking in, about a white power hour. Okay, so doing, calm down. Oh my god. <laughs> No. I've, I've never done either. This is not a true power hour. This is a this is an adult power that's hour. That's a shame. Uh, oh, so then that's several beers. Madeline, yeah. don't yeah. let him bully you. He started drinking a week ago. Who? Randy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you mean he's been drinking nonstop for a week? No. Or he had his first too, drink both. one week ago? <laughs> he broke edge a week ago. Oh, man. On Friday, March 24th, at the Balboa. We're going to be there on Friday, 4 p.m. Razin Nest. <laughs> yeah, Russ, Russ, you take Razin Nest. I'll take the Robbie movies. Yeah. With um, a whole host. Um, if you go back to episode 379 of the Overlook Hour, we had Johannes Grensfurthener. Whoa. I think I got it right on the show. We didn't talk a lot about Razin Nest, but um, after we stopped recording, we did. This is the movie that I keep praising because... So in uh, L.A., um, in a sound studio, um, some pretentious foreigner comes in to talk about, to do a commentary track for his film. The film features uh, very little dialogue and is mostly captured from three different DPs. Beautiful cinematography, but there's not much of a narrative here. And the commentary is kind of a tug of war between a uh, (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes approved critic and a very pretentious director. And it's, you know, what comes out of this is one, it's an interesting, uh, like, it's a corner of found footage we don't explore a lot, which is like a bonus feature. I remember the year one, we had special feature, which was a short film. Fantastic. Since then, we haven't had anything kind of explored, like the physical media element of it. But um, also what comes out of it is like people trying to create context for a film in which an audience will follow. And it's, I don't know, it's super interesting. It's very heady though. So we're kicking off with that one. So when you, after the recalibration party, when you're sobering up, come out for that. Also, we got a, we got a cool, you know, I don't know if I want to mention shit like that, but Johannes sent a uh, video intro that is fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes, please. That's what we call in the industry. a tease. Now here again, <laughs> earlier we were talking about the program directors at the Alamo and I kind of agree with Mike Keegan. Who's no longer there, but he used to have screenplay writers come in. He's not dead, but his, his whole thing was, I don't like to put that guest will be on because if you show up for the guest only, and then they're not there, it's a problem. But also if you show up and then somebody's there, it's a surprise. And I kind of like that, especially um, after the last hole in the head, we went to the uh, Jake Busey canceled day of. And I could feel, you know what I mean? Yeah. Other event people. But you just, know who probably did great that night? Who? The uh, the festival. They sold a lot of tickets. Oh, yeah. No, I was there. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it kind of put me over the edge. But I also understand putting on an event that, like, it would be inappropriate for me to be upset about that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I knew he wasn't going to be there because I always have a GPS tracker on Jake Busey. Yeah, you were talking to him earlier. <laughs> you don't need to know why. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on at 6 p.m., we've got yeah. card zero slash file VL dash 624 asterisk. So I'll talk fast about basically the next two blocks. So Card Zero and File VL are two short films that were made by Robbie Banfitch, who also did The Outwaters. And these are in the same universe of The Outwaters. Card Zero is a card that was found in um, the character in The Outwaters, who is played by Robbie and named Robbie. Um, I think it's Robbie Zakorag. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they found another card from you know, the group that he shot during the Outwaters and this was shot before they left. So that is more of a, a romance film, actually. It's Robbie documenting Ooh la la. Uh, his relationship that was disintegrating while he was preparing to go on this shoot. Robbie Zagarak? Zagarak, thank <laughs> you. And then file VL624 is a corrupted file from the cards that uh, the Outwaters was comprised of. Corrupted like a politician? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like very surreal. It's very strange. I, I thought this film was beautiful. It, it, I was riveted watching it. Like I didn't feel time going by. Um, so yeah, if you liked The Outwaters, these are unmissable. We're the only place that's going to show them theatrically. We are the world premiere and it's going up on Screenbox at the same time. Now, box, hold on. Can I ask you box, a question? Yes. I haven't box. watched those. I'm actually looking forward to that whole block. I haven't yeah. watched Tinsman Road either. Yes. And... Robbie is the dude. We had him on the show and talking to him, he's very one of the worst interviews we've <laughs> ever done. Robbie, I hope you're listening dude, and I love you. I would love to talk to him about Milf Manor. I feel like that would be right up his that anyway. Yeah, he would rather talk about uh reality TV than he would about his movies. Yeah, oh, for sure. we found out very oh, quickly. Yeah. No, but oh yeah. Here's the thing. He is a dude who clearly is ready to pivot out of found footage, like in world camera. Mm -hmm. But yet he's the one of the only directors who made like complimentary footage for his feature film. So yeah. I'm like, what was the idea there? Like, I mean, he'll be at the fest with okay, um, the cast so we can ask him that question. Yeah. In person. Yeah. Um, and Tinsman Road is his next feature. He had actually shot this before the Outwaters was even released. Um, we are showing a work in progress cut of Tinsman Road. We are the world premiere of it, but, um, but it is an unfinished cut. He just didn't have time, quite honestly. Uh, so we're getting to do this early screening of it. Uh, it'll be the first time anyone gets to see it. It is a in-person only screening. There is no press coverage. It is out of competition. So the jury doesn't get to see it. So the only way you can see Tinsman Road is to come to off. Um, and uh, uh, some people have been upset with me about <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> whatever. People really are excited. Like they he, should be. Yeah. Well, you guys, uh, you know, have made Robbie Banfitch a proprietary uh, yeah. uh, part of us. I have a hunch that we're going to show Tinsman Road and then the, it'll be, you know, the final cut and then it'll have a giant premiere. Like it'll wind up premiering at Fantastic Fest or something. And then the world will end. All right, well, then Robbie <laughs> will forget us. Yeah. But he does. He's our friend. So I hope he doesn't. I just want to say, uh, you know, last year. Um, you know, festivals every year, it's always scrambling. Robbie was there pitching in, yeah, like anybody else. Yeah, he keeps telling me he's so just, excited he, to he run would just our jump booth. in there, yeah. whatever, <laughs> like, like yep. was a team player from day one and is the best. Yeah, he's the best. So, By jumping him. in, you mean like working a table, yeah. like yes, that dude, whatever yeah, needed yeah. to be done, yeah, without question, yeah, without hesitation. 
Yeah. And then Paranormal Activity is at 10 p.m. And we did not mention it is being hosted by Joshua Granell, who is, in fact, Peaches Christ out of drag. So Peaches Christ is hosting Paranormal Activity. Yeah. Yeah. And can I can I say it? Yeah, go for it. I, I have no idea what you're going to say. A little <laughs> video intro from a Mr. Oren Pelly. Hey. Yeah. yeah. I was like freaking out because of the fest work. And I'm like, what if I just messaged him? Like, what if I just direct messaged him on Twitter and asked if he would make us an intro? And he was like, I could do that. <laughs> I like, I was shocked. Right. Yeah. What a sweetheart. Yeah. So that's Friday. Friday. Robbie Banfitch Day. Mm-hmm. Let's just call it at the Balboa. Yeah, Banfitch night. Saturday, the new venue right down the street at the Four Star Theater. Starting at 12 p.m. Oh, good job. 12 p.m. of Channel 666 broadcast from hell. What the H are we talking about here? <laughs> it's a shorts block. <laughs> oh, that's very nice. Yeah. Good branding. Yeah. Isn't that cute? How were the shorts this year? Was it? Did you find like? Was there a common theme? Did you see a lot of the same type? Or you know, are we getting more experimental? A lot of mistake uh, submissions. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's always a lot of mistake submissions, and yeah. they're always angry. Yeah. Um. This year, the theme was horror, dude. Really? Yeah. A yeah. lot of horror. That's got submitted this year. You know, it's cool because whenever I do like the art or like we build the culture out or like the theme, it's always very horror centric. And usually there's a little bit of explaining to do mm-hmm. when people come Ooh, in. Lucy. And, well, when they come in and watch like fraud, which is like a horrific film built on a lie and like recontextualizing a real life into like credit card fraud. It's like you can make an argument that there's like some horror there, but people are like, this isn't a horror movie. And they're kind of right. This year we uh, it's it's a horror film festival. We got a couple of like strong outliers, but this shorts block is just horror. Yeah, it's all horror films. Hell yeah. And it is anchored by the 40-minute long premiere of The Rage Part 2. Oh, my dear, dear boy, Joshua Cleave. I'm so glad that movie got done. I realize it's our only first-person POV film. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a pretty good one. Mm -hmm. Like, it honestly feels like you're walking through an extreme haunted house, like watching it. It's The Rage, um, Joshua Cleave, who we had on the show, was that not year one? Holy shit. Was I think it, so. I it, was I, it was year two. one. Yeah, because you, yeah. Randy. I believe it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So now, finally, six years later, the sequel. Yeah. Uh, Rage 2. And um, it starts right where the first one ended. Great. Yeah. I, just man, picks it up, and it's it. 40 minutes nonstop uh, tension. I had been going back and forth with him so much about because we. I think the past two festivals we had he tried said, to get that in. Yeah, he said, and, "Oh, I uh, think it's going to be done." I think he's just put so done. much work into it. Yeah, and so it's much finally work. done. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's good. All right, at one forty, we got our hashtag J with lactose zero tolerance. <laughs> yeah, that's a Thomas short. <laughs> Hell yeah! Wait, why is that the only short you read? <laughs> this one says I know but uh, all the other ones have it on there that one is the weirdest pairing yes. I've always so read the shorts our, our hashtag J is uh, you know maybe it was just my insecurity there it's such a stark contrast uh, lactose zero tolerance is a like fun photoc that uh, you know TBR report Thomas Burke made yeah. showing before a like almost caricature of what a pretentious art house film would be 
which are hashtag J. I, I went to bat for our hashtag J. I love that movie, but I, I have no, um, I'm very aware that that is a movie that will only get love in a film fest setting. Like if you turned on Tubi and watched our hashtag J, which I believe it is coming to. There is a a post on the website that says coming soon to Tubi. Tubi. You know, here's the thing. It's a really thoughtful film. It's a modern interpretation of Romeo and Juliet. There's an interesting thing going on Ah. where it's a screen life film. And when we're in a text, like say we're in a DM of Instagram, modern conversation. When we're doing a live stream or like a Snapchat, it is like word for word Romeo and Juliet text. It is weird. It is um, fantastic. And it comes from a, what's your- uh, Land Down Under. What's your uh, Russian homie's name? Timur? Yeah, Timur. He's like a oh. producer of yeah, every sure. found footage movie from Searching, Missing, to Apollo 13, to Hardcore Henry, yep. to yeah, everything. And this was like- this was a weird one. Yeah. So he, he produced that directed by a up and coming black director named Carrie Williams, um, who I'm, you know, just like psyched that uh, that we're showing a movie from yeah, just like a movie that's very different than everything else we're showing, but still is in roll camera. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. This is going to be one of the, like in a regular year, we have a couple of movies like this and then people come out and they're like, I looked at the poster and there's a monster destroying the Bay Bridge. <laughs> and then I just watched a modern interpretation of Romeo and Juliet. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> this It's an outlier this year. But I I strong. On, this well, is the perfect kind of conversation, though, for like in-world camera. Yeah. Well, hey, guys, that's why you have a festival. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. Uh, Three twenty. What is buried must remain. Hell yeah. With catalog. Yeah. Yeah. Catalog is a short. Um, Listen, all of y'all, it's catalog. By a guy who finds a catalog, like a book that his father had put together, cataloging things, and it goes from there. We, we all are kind of in love with it's that like one. my favorite. Yeah. I love that shit. And What is Buried Must Remain is a Lebanese film, um, and it is very much a straightforward haunted house movie. It is three filmmakers. Uh, they want to make a ghost film. They want to document a haunted house. They break in. They like set up camp. And of course, it is, you know, actually haunted. It is such a straightforward horror movie, but it also is um, in Arabic. It is discussing like foreign occupation and, you know, how being like living in a war torn place like affects people and it has a lot to do with syrian refugees which is just like so fascinating that they made like one of the most straightforward horror movies we have and then there's this backdrop of you know what is going on in lebanon i mean that's what that's what a haunted house movie is though yeah it's like they nailed it it's the energy of the past Mm -hmm. and like what better place to put a haunted house than fucking lebanon i know uh, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm excited to watch that one in the theater. Five thirty. It looks like we got another short block. Yeah, this is hybrid shorts. Hybrid corrupt dot shorts. Yeah, it's all hybrid and absurdist. Um, in world camera shorts. Yeah. So that's something that uh, you guys have uh, incorporated in the past what couple years. Uh, yeah. The hybrid. So yeah, kind of walk walk us through that. Okay. Uh, so hybrid is films that use elements of multiple kinds of in-world camera and elements of traditional narrative or traditional documentary. Um, so everyone, every film in this block is doing that to some degree. 
Um, there are four movies in it. The first is I'll, I'll go. I'll start with content. So the first is Brian Lenano's new film, Content, The Lo-Fi Man. Um, and this oh, was yeah. something he made that was supposed to be actually, Russ, you know more about this than I do. It was supposed to be a special feature for a Tetsuo release, right? Yeah. Um, I believe the uh, after his uh, partnership with Arrow, he felt um, motivated to make a short uh, highlighting one of their films, which Tetsuo Iron Man. And, you know, he sent it to us and I was like, dude, I feel like it might be a little in world because it had to do with a streamer. Yeah. And it was kind of playing off that. And I'm like, hey, just give it a shot. And like, if it works, we'll show it. And we watch it. And we're like, holy shit, dude, this is a perfect hybrid. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. great. Then Annihilator, which is a 10 minute short film about God, I don't even I'll just read it. A young man at the end of his rope seeks to experience transcendence through the ultimate act of submission. I like don't want to say anything else about this. When we watch this, it fucking blew our minds. You know, I I do want to point out this is one of uh, the kind of conversations that I love having where we argue if it fits the program. Yeah, because it opens up with a lot of very in-world camera. Um, it's super interesting and it's screen life. And then it transitions to a narrative story. And the the type of shit that we worry about with hybrid is does the, the traditional narrative benefit from the in-world camera use? And this one is a great example of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's not very much in-world camera, but it just seems to be a commentary on it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then there's Blood of the Dinosaurs, which is uh, Joe Baden's short film. He, he made it a couple years ago and that's been doing the festival circuit. I fucking love this movie. This also was one that was a lot of back and forth about its appropriateness. <laughs> Bullshit. That's you know what happened? Madeline got drunk at a party and was like, we booked a movie. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that, that is what happened. But it like. It, it's it fucking has, good. It's fucking great. I mean, it's really great. That's why I was so excited. But it um, it like has like a kid's show and it's showing the set of the kid's show. being. No, no, don't don't and, say anything. It's, OK, it's, I've seen it. Oh, OK, cool. Cool. How'd you watch it? <laughs> I know what's up. We blocked him from the fucking account, right? You shouldn't be going in there. It's very too many cooks. That's the only thing. I'm like, it's that adult swim kind of. He saw it at a film festival, by the way. Who? Clark? Clark. I probably Chattanooga, right? Nailed it. I just know where movies played. Yeah, but this block (laughs) is then anchored by digital video editing with Adobe Premiere Pro, the real world guide to set up and workflow, which is the reason we did this block. I'm like obsessed with this block. Like, this was like my, I, I talked about this so much. I probably made you guys sick talking about it, but it was this movie that inspired it. It is 40 minutes long, much like the rage Two, And it is about two, um, two people editing a Korean, uh, drama. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, talked about this movie so much. I apologize, <laughs> but it's really good. I've, I've seen like five minutes of it. I sold people. People bought tickets because I kept talking about this fucking thing. Yeah. That's how you sell, baby. It's a movie that made me mad when I watched it. I good. Wish, I wish we had thought of it. I wish, like, exactly. I can't believe how smart the the idea of just sh- well, that's why I didn't think of it. <laughs> Adobe Premiere Pro <laughs> as a movie is yeah. Yeah, look at our choices. Look mm-hmm. who we're hanging out with. God. We're doomed. Yeah, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, at seven to what is it? What what is it with all the hashtags? Hashtags. Hashtag Chad. What Chad gets the axe? Oh, I was gonna go. Go for it. I was like, what the hell is a Chadget? <laughs> <laughs> Chad gets the axe. <laughs> you know the hashtag again. 
the utility of the titles of found footage is a way to like let people know you're getting into an in-world camera. This is why I got mad at the Vatican tapes, which is not a found footage movie. Yeah, yeah. Why they call it tapes? You're then? still exactly. mad at the Vatican, dude. It, <laughs> I'm mad at the Vatican too. Yeah. So when you put a hashtag in there, it lets us know we should watch it. You know, this is a movie about an influencer. Hashtag screamer. Yeah, that, yeah. the mask is right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Chad gets the axe is a live stream. A uh, screenplay film about a group of YouTube. Well, it's not YouTube. It's like the YouTube, you know, stand in. Um, but they're live streamers who go to a haunted house. And uh, the whole the movie is their stream. And it is a fucking blast. I watched this movie twice in a row. Oh, if, if you nice. watched Deadstream and you're like, I liked what this movie was doing, but it didn't click perfectly. Chad gets the X yeah. probably will be for you. Then. If it kind of felt like the guy in Deadstream, you didn't believe that he was really an influencer, which I sure didn't. Hey, let's be nice. I like Deadstream. Yeah. I just, I just like, that's a older millennial like dude. Um, and he's, you know, it's a great movie. It's just like, it's also very different. Yeah. Chad gets the X deals a lot more with, um, like networking culture. Cause it's a bunch of streamers getting together. Yeah. And the trust is already thin there. A couple of them are like big on pranks and shit. So mm -hmm. when when things go sideways, nobody really trusts each other. Also, mm -hmm. my favorite thing about that is it gets into uh, a thing I've been thinking a lot about where the the audience is helping a streamer live. Mm -hmm. And they even like at one point they show up in person and it's one I of the love most that shit. Yeah. yeah it's, it's so good. It is also a movie that would not exist if uh, Logan Paul didn't go into yeah. the suicide forest. Yep. Like this is ah. almost a movie about that. See, I yeah. told you that served a purpose. It did. It did. Honestly, it completely changed the way that people make horror movies about social media. And we thank Logan Paul for his service. Dude, I am trying so hard not to become a Logan Paul apologist <laughs> after seeing him in the Rumble. Oh, my God. He Dude, can, he was tight. He's a fucking great wrestler, and it makes me so angry. It was pretty good. It's so fucking You can cool. be good at a thing and still be a douche. I mean. I didn't say it wasn't. I <laughs> Dude, he is a plug-and-play heel. Yeah, plug actually, him in. Yeah. He's good, dude, and he's actually a good wrestler, which they never are when they bring in. A, he's like, got the charisma, it, dude. He's yeah. he's perfect for wrestling. All right, All and right. then also, uh, Chad gets the axe is playing with the short Aunt Linda, which oh, uh, fantastic. Uh, my entire pitch on Aunt Linda is Terrell watched it and lost his fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> 9 p.m. I'm, so, I'm still laughing about y'all drinking Prime right now, loving fucking the Pauls. <laughs> Love the Pauls. Have you tried Prime? No. No. Never, That's their never. Gatorade Powerade yeah. competitor. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought that was Deion Sanders. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my well, he's trademarked Prime, so that may be a problem. Amazon's coming for By him. Wait, no, you can't call you. You have to call him Coach Prime. It's a whole thing. Whatever. Okay, so he's Tontine. Tontine was made in 2011. It came out in 2011. It played two film festivals. It had Rob Mariano from mm -hmm. Survivor and the Amazing Race in it. He went on a press tour telling people that he was making a real reality show called Tontine. And that's something. And then the narrative was something went horribly wrong during the shoot of the show. And this was pre presented as real. Like he went on real. He was on like Fox talking about this show. <laughs> and, um, and it turned out it was a found footage horror movie. And it played at two film festivals and then it vanished off the face of the earth. And Sick. so when we first heard about it, it was uh, Thomas Burke um, was looking for it and he mentioned it to me. He's like, hey, I've been looking for I've found a couple 
like movies he's been looking for. Um, like just dug them up for him and like I, I found this somewhere. And so he came to me about Tontine and he's like, can you find this? And I'm like, this one's going to be hard. And that's what she said. I, I spent almost a year um, like getting this together. And I talked, I finally like, I just kept messaging the director on Facebook and he finally responded and gave with me, a restraining order. Yeah, <laughs> gave me the, I got the email of the producer. I had to talk to him on the phone for an hour to convince him that this was a good move for him. See French. Uh, no. <laughs> Tontine does sound kind of French. Tontine is a French term. It's a French term for a That's why I asked that question. very illegal uh, type of insurance policy. Oh, where available. Group, you know, I'm a recovering <laughs> yeah. insurance man. So a group of people all buy into an insurance policy and whoever lives the longest gets it. Oh, yeah, it's illegal. It's like something that you're not you're not allowed to do, you know, at least at a. That sounds like a sick first Patreon episode we can yeah. do. And, oh, my God. <laughs> and this is also what the movie is about. It's about a reality show with that concept. Anybody who enters their entry fee has to be their life savings. Now, um, yeah, I know we're pressed for time. Oh, well, can I quickly? Let me just quickly. So, oh, uh, yeah. so what I'm thinking is like, if it's been lost that long, if no one had interest in it, it's probably not good. Dude, it's fucking great. It's it was made in Fiji. It was shot on film. They oh. worked with Peter Jackson's post house. Like it was it's a legitimately great, well-made, well-acted, interesting multimedia film. And the reason it never came out is because they were way ahead of their time. They couldn't get a deal that was worth the price of the movie, and it just kind of fell off. Now, uh, I know we're pressed for time. Yeah, but you don't care. Continue. But I love a good tangent. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, our buddy, listener Sam, found a hashtag or slash San Francisco uh, subreddit. Somebody posted this. I don't know if you wanted to read that, Clark. Random question, but is anyone in San Francisco interested in going to a found footage horror film festival, watching a terrible movie, and telling me what it's about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, long story short, because they wrote a lot. They uh, are a fan of Survivor, and they remembered hearing about this movie coming out, but they couldn't make it to the to festival, which, thank you for promoting this on here, but they basically put out an open invitation at for anybody going and i wonder if they were going to pay for their ticket that was kind of, be my question it yeah. kind of felt like that like they were willing to pay for them and also it pissed me off how many times he's like it's definitely not good i, I saw <laughs> one review from 10 years ago that said it was bad madeline you gotta know i hate people this is why our film fest is a thing though yeah because that stigma is still there yeah and um, it's great because you know people i want to say the comments yeah you'll yeah. find me in there being like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> yeah who is that uh i don't nick north i don't know is that it's probably nordlinger right i'm going to the unnamed footage festival i go every year as the festival organizer or friends of mine with a local podcast fuck yeah i'm not <laughs> yeah. sure if i'll make it to that show but i'll let you know if i do it's got to be nick nick thank you we love you yeah no but it, i thought that was ah, i was so into that uh-huh. where somebody's just like hey they're showing a shitty movie you all should go watch it <laughs> and it's like wait you, you're a fan but because they, it's showing at an in-world festival, you instantly assume it's going to be terrible. Yeah, like, why does he keep saying it's bad? I hate him. Well, again, I think that's why we're showing our hashtag J. I know. To show, like, no, we have high art. Yeah. Dude. We're doing Shakespeare this year. Yeah. Alongside a survivor. But the reaction to us getting Tontine has been really interesting. Yeah, the tag they put on this post is crime. 
<laughs> oh, well, if you really read what he says, he thinks it's a documentary. Oh. oh well, then no wonder he's this bad. He's, he this thinks is dumb that the person. reality show was real. Oh, my God. Yeah, this man has pudding in his brain. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, Madeline, word. What oh. is no? What is the short that uh, is paired? No, no, no. Wait, hold on. Try and say it. Yeah, you say it. I don't want to. The Koro cult type. Oh. God damn it. That was not fun at all. <laughs> Uxiru. Uxiru? I don't know. It's U-C-X-I-O-R-U. Cult tape, which is a recording. Y'all don't know how to say it? No. No, I never even tried. <laughs> I don't your some, life, you know, if you learned anything from Evil Dead, you don't say the weird incantation out loud. I think, yeah. yeah, that's why I went with my Yeah, it's, a, it's a, a short film that's a recording that somebody found on public access TV of a, a cult tape that was being played on loop all night. Oh. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah. <laughs> I would see it, but you're playing it too late. Thanks for that. <laughs> it's 9 p.m., man. Uh, too late. 11 p.m. Safe word yeah. with not quite done. Question mark? Didn't you watch Not Quite Done with us? No. You did. You did. What is that? The one with the architect? <laughs> the documentary with the <laughs> That was so good. Why you're showing it at 11 p.m. Honestly, it's kind of a primer. You get everybody in the right mood. Safe you word's going to be a... loosened up for safe God. word. Dude, I that was one where you got no idea what's going on, but like once you're like, oh... <laughs> okay yeah and i i like this so uh me and terrell went on microdose and we're riffing about scream and the film fest and kush who is a big fan of our festival and comes every year was pumped for the saturday night movie he's like these movies are always hilarious they're fun and i'm like uh this year we're, d- we're doing something a little bit different well we are showing a hilarious movie it's just supposed to be yeah yeah it's it's like Normally, the Saturday night programming was kind of a highlight of indie micro budget people who aren't students of film but made one. The batshit movies. Yeah, and it's they're always fun and there's a lot of heart. Guado. This movie's from Koji Shirashi, who's, you know, Safe the, word. the undisputed yeah. king of found footage horror out of Japan. And, um, oh, he's disputed. By whom? Eli Roth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. does one movie with Tim Dillon, and now you're a fan. <laughs> um, no, and safe word is, you know, a faux doc about a pro wrestler who's looking to become an idol and gets taken away, swept away by the culture of uh, BDSM in Japan. Of course. Who would? This movie is titillating. It is um, softcore porn. Uh, there's no penetration. There may be a little bit of urine play. No penetration, no Clark. <laughs> <laughs> no, you would be very into this movie. But yeah, it's horror. a Roman porno, which is a series of Pinko Ega films, pink films, um, that have been around since like the 70s. Pink? Yeah. Wait, uh, that's Steven Tyler's favorite color. Oh, pink is my favorite color. Pink when you turn out the light. Uh, Roman <laughs> porno Lansky is my uh, favorite dude, director. I thought, <laughs> you beat me to it. I, I thought, thank you so much. Yeah, no, this one... Um, it's it's interesting because if you're a found footage fan and you're coming from like the world of a uh, record of sweet murder or Nori the curse, and then you watch this film, you may wonder how how do they fit into like the same canon? And I honestly I think people should think about that because the fact that it's an in world camera film is very important, and it's a movie about putting your shit out there in public. So I don't know. I'm I'm very int- What are you doing, Randy? Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> 
Someone want to kill his mic so he can eat? Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll kill it. All right, we got one more day. All right, we Sunday. You want? Should we turbo? Go turbo mode. Let's turbo it up. Turbo. Randy's Randy's in burrito mode. <laughs> Let's go up. Randy's got a flight, so again, don't don't send hate comments at Randy. We love him. Sunday. Oh boy, y'all are y'all are so cruel. I know. You start Sunday at twelve, and then you're like, hey. We're going to start at 11. We're going to get 11 p.m. And then we're going to need you at 11 a on Sunday. Yeah. Well, we figure different audiences for yeah. the late night Saturday and the early morning Sunday. Gulf of Silence is a um, is a straightforward talking head. Is um, that near the Gulf of Mexico? Yeah. Go, uh, faux doc about a scientist who had a uh, extraterrestrial UFO experience. Oh. And then... Uh, it um, affects her career deeply, and it's just a documentary that is interviewing this woman, but it's fake. So, faux documentary. <laughs> now, why do you say that? But for the Reddit community. No, there, there's an important thing that happened here. So, this movie is based on a documentary from the 60s. I'm blanking on the name of it, but it's like a portrait of, of Jackson, a lady on maybe? Fire. A portrait of Jackson, I think it might be called. But it is a... Um, a documentary that was made in the 60s that is a profile of a um, a black man in the gay rights movement. And Sick. so they she mirrored her movie off of that movie. So she constructed it exactly like a real portrait documentary. Um, so that was sort of her inspiration, the way that was made. Um, so she tried so hard to make it realistic that she crossed the line into too real. And when she release the film um so the director is a, a woman named uh mina rhodes she goes under mk rhodes on her films and she put this movie online when she finished it there was this was a covid project and people thought it was real and uh they started harassing her so she took it down and basically said i will never release this film i will only show it at film festivals Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. If you go back to episode 43 of the Overlook Hour, we had Dean Aliato on there. Uh, Dean. Clark's first man crush. Handsome man. And, you know, he is. it's funny. When you tap into that UFO culture, you get that fucking experience. The people, they're so, I don't know. It's almost like uh, like a religious belief system or something. Seriously. They, they don't want any kind of diluting of the belief. And I think they don't do well. I I don't think I know they don't do well with like Fodox or playing in that in that sandbox. So they come for people. I feel like the only one we've showed that probably the alien community, the alien community, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> the believer community. I don't know what the fuck I call know. them is the alien report. Yeah. Like I think because the alien report is recreations of you know interviews that he did with people who had had abduction experiences. So it's like, even though it is uh, framed as a found footage horror movie, it is uh, true to their beliefs. Yeah. But if you make something that is not instructed by the community, um, but deals with the subject matter the community is about, they get hostile. Yeah. Also, if it's a faux doc and it's believable. They get real yeah, hostile. Get real mad. Yeah. But again, that's the thing we always talk about. You make it too believable and people get fucking angry. They mm -hmm. don't like to be tricked. Yeah. Um, I think this movie's beautiful. It's riveting to watch. And it is mostly a woman talking. Yeah. Paired with Forgotten <laughs> Fountains. Yeah. It's a short um, 
mixed media hybrid faux doc, real doc about uh, free water. My favorite. <laughs> it's really nice. <laughs> it's water. a it's a Bay Area filmmaker. Yep. She'll be out to intro it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Twelve forty five. Sex house with legend of King River exposed and. Oh, and Monster POV. You want sex? Um, you want sex? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Sex House is a movie. When we first met Madeline like a million years ago, she was like, we got to watch this. And it's a, um, it was made by The Onion, and it's a faux reality movie. Well, it's, it's supposed to be like the pilot. It's or- a reality TV show. God, you know, I haven't it's, watched it it's since. It's 10 we- episodes, and they're each 10 minutes long, and I cut them all together. Oh, okay, tight. Yeah, so this is like a, a Sophie situation where it's an internet show. I remember that it I as cut a movie. into a movie for us. Yeah, yep. it's because every we've I've made you watch drunkenly made you watch it twice in yeah. our entire friendship, and it was both times just we binged the entire thing. It's funny because the two um, reality TV satires that we're showing were both made a long time ago. I know, but I feel like they're more relevant now than they have been. So so much. It's kind of why I'm so excited about like the faux reality TV thing that we've got going. Well, I mean, you're into the fucking Zeus Network shit. I really am. Like, and I feel like it's more prime now than ever. When is the next season of Jocelyn's Cabaret? Yeah, Come real. on. Um, but right. Yeah. So <laughs> Sex House was made by The Onion. I'm obsessed with it. This was a dream screening of mine. Uh, they, I reached out to them. I'm like, can we show it? They're like, yeah, go for it. it fucking rules. I'm so excited. They sound like bros. Yeah, they are. Um, the Legend of King River exposed. You just got to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Come in there. It's gnarly. That's a that's a Birdman pick through and through. Oh, so yeah. I'll put the stamp of approval on there. Um, Monster POV. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Travis. You know, yeah. You know, we, had, yeah. we made part of the fun of doing a film fest. Did you get to meet people and build relationships? And some of them you just never see coming. And Travis, <laughs> every year submits something. Uh, this movie was submitted very late. Yeah. And we just said, we're going to work it in. Yeah, we had <laughs> finalized the program, which is why we're like, well, what's the shortest thing we've got that would make sense to show it with? It's Sex House. Yeah. Yeah. Clark, you would love that short. It's so good. I love it. 215, The Tunnel, The Other Side of Darkness, followed by 345, The Tunnel. <laughs> yeah, that's a double with feature. With Oblivion. Yeah, yeah, double feature there. Uh, you want to talk about the tunnel? Yeah, um, the tunnel on the other side of darkness is a documentary. It's actually we're breaking format here. It is a actual documentary, real documentary. We, what we, the h? Well, we talked well, about, it's about it. about a found footage horror movie. I don't care. It's um, <laughs> rules have been broken here. You know, it's funny. I have a lot of fond memories of the tunnel, which was a movie I remember torrenting years ago mm-hmm. that came out of Australia. And the documentary is interesting because they talk about how they expected and made it to be torrented. They released it themselves as a torrent. Yeah. And it gives a lot of context. And Who's it, watching The Watchmen, dude? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it also talks about how distribution did not like the fact that they did that. Yeah. And they said, what the fuck are you doing? How are we going to yeah. put out your movie when you put it out already? Like, We're disruptors, dude. So it actually, it talks a lot about physical media and just global distribution. They also did a crowdfunding thing very early in the day like i think kickstarter might have been a thing but they get into all that it's super interesting and at the end of the day we realized this movie had what it hadn't played in america yet yeah, right? this is the north american premiere yeah, yeah. so oh it's like we got to show a movie that's celebrating the culture because that's what we're doing so we're breaking format here for a real documentary followed by the movie and honestly 
I was kind of shocked at how kind of lukewarm people were on the tunnel, but I think watching it in the theater and led in by the documentary is going to change people's minds. I stand by the movie. Also, it features a lair, which I love whenever a creature has a lair in a movie. I mean, and also found footage. worth mentioning the tunnel came out in 2011 and it came out on the internet and this was, you know what, two years after paranormal activity now. So this <sighs> yeah. is when people were first getting found footage heart fatigue Yeah, when they're like, this is the thing now. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I think people didn't give it a fair shot. It's Australian. And also, I think it's funny that we decided to show the documentary first, because when we watched the documentary, when it ended, all we wanted to do was watch the tunnel. Yeah. So we're like, this is the right way to do it, because it's just going to prime everyone for wanting to revisit the film. Do not sponsor his drink on this show anymore. You just said prime. Oh. <laughs> uh, what is Oblivion? Oh, Oblivion. <laughs> Oh, That's God. the short. I am the only one who has seen the cut of Oblivion that was delivered, which oh. is not what was submitted. Is that good or bad? Oh, it's good. Okay. <laughs> it's just it's just now weird that it's playing before the tunnel. Oh, you're you will scream when you see the <laughs> You know, Woody William Castle. Yes. <laughs> you will scream. <laughs> so Logan Fry is a uh he's like an 80-year-old filmmaker who I've known for many years because there's another festival I do that he submits to every year. Um and he just he basically makes what he refers to as uh, trash films so that he can go to film festivals. Does he hump them? No, <laughs> you, you, no, 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 no. Dude, Clark, you would love Logan Fry. You would love him. He's right up your alley. Yeah. He's an if old you, dude. If you come out, you probably should come out to meet Logan. Eh. Yeah, he's tight. Uh, you would love him. Um, he's flying out, right? He's flying out. He's so excited he's to come to San Francisco. Flying out. Actually, he'll be there the whole weekend. So okay, cool. Yeah, he he will watch every movie. Like that's a cool thing about Logan. He wants to go to the film festivals, and he actually wants to watch every movie. And he actually takes inspiration from what he watches. Excellent. Also, for a dude who wasn't sure, the new Travis. The new okay. Yeah. For a dude who wasn't sure that his movie would fit or not, he submitted and then like was aware of it. Yeah. So thank you for doing that. And in, instead of being like the other people who submit a movie that clearly does not fit the format, even though we almost make it like an obstacle course to do, to submit, <laughs> like you have to pick a category that's like overly wrought. And you know, if it is weird to you, it's, it's probably because your movie doesn't fit. And then you get mad when we don't show it, but whatever. Yeah. Love you, Logan. 535 invoking yell. Um, Chilean, you want me to do it? Chilean yeah. black metal. Uh, you should do it because oh. when I tried to write about it, I wrote death metal. I know. What I a fucking fucked poser. Oh, I really boy. Am. Here we go. The debate continues. So um, if you're a um, if you're a metalhead, if you oh. like fucking black metal, if uh, you were annoyed when your hipster friend got into 90s black metal because of all the murder. And what if I like cast iron metal? <clears throat> I'm going to turn your mic off. Thank you. If, <laughs> no, if you like... Black metal, and I—that's a—that's a real thing. If you're annoyed by the culture turning into like baristas having a black metal band in America, and you're you're such an elitist that this bothers you, uh, invoking yell will be perfect for you. It's Chilean. It's '90s. Um, honestly, I don't want to talk about the format too much, but they do something that's really thoughtful, and I haven't seen found footage films tackle before. It's in the story. I'll talk to you about it after. Okay, okay. Um, but this one, I mean, dude, if you like 90s black metal and found footage, it's a perfect crossroads. And we've got Mark Kate from Scary Thoughts coming out to intro it. 
Which if you want to do to talk about black metal and just film culture, we couldn't have got a better guy. I agree. Yeah. Dude, I'm um, super pumped for that one. It's also the world premiere. So, yeah, come out to that. Yeah. And he just delivered his movie today. One of the last filmmakers to to deliver their movies. Congratulations. I know. But that means he was working on it this whole time. He he strikes me as the type of dude who's, yeah. Working hard. Yeah. He cares. Like Jacob from last year. Yeah. Hustler. Oh, boy. (laughs) Who's Jacob? Aaron Estes. Oh, that one. (laughs) Dude, also Jacob, you know, he's really working that movie on social media still. yeah. Yeah. He's kept me pretty up to date with it. It's interesting. 715, Everybody Dies by the End, with last known interview with Zachary Weinstein, 100 years old. All right, let me talk about last known interview just because I'm excited. So uh, that was submitted by um, someone named Elias ZX, I believe their name is. And they are- What are they, a crypto wallet? No, they are a, <laughs> they are a programmer in Brooklyn. Um, they Close. Pro- they, pro- <laughs> they program for the Spectacle Theater, and they are one of the first people who are kind of like in the social world I'm in in New York who came to me like, I've been following your festival for years. I really want one of my movies in your festival. Oh, that's and so And so they've submitted a few times, and they always are trying to justify to us that their film is is in the format, and it and we never believed it before. This is the first one that we watched and we went, oh, this fucking nailed it. Like, it is an interview with a, a director who does not exist, who died. Right? Yeah. It's really good. It's really good. And also, they did another, um, they submitted another short that was just the traditional found footage. That was so good. But it's one of the best I've seen. Yeah. Like, so, we, we, I wish we could have programmed both of those Yeah, it movies. just, it didn't fit. Yeah. But it was really good. Like, they are a great filmmaker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everybody dies by the end is a, uh, it's a, a found footage horror, Bodoc kind of hybrid um, about a filmmaker named uh, Alfred Costello who is you know a genre filmmaker kind of a Corman type, um, big personality who only makes horror movies and is like horror is the best. I will continue to make horror movies as a cult following and. And goes, you know, stops making film and then comes back to make his final, you know, opus. And uh, and it is just uh, the behind the scenes documentarian filming what is going on on that set with this insane guy. Um, Costello is played by Vinnie Coran from Resolution. A great actor who gives an insane performance. Whoa, I didn't even recognize him. He's so good. He's the he carries. I mean, the movie is great. It's super funny. Both directors are coming out. I'm like so psyched to see it in a theater. But like Vinnie Coran fucking makes this film. Yeah, god damn. I didn't even wow. That's cool. Yeah. And then closing out the festival at 9 15 p.m. We talked to him just a few weeks ago. Our sweet, sweet Dutch. Horror in the High Desert 2, Minerva, with Low Tide, a newly restored work by Thomas Wright. Um, yeah, Horror in the High Desert 2 is garbage. Don't come to it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Dutch, see you next Dutch, week. <laughs> Dutch is so pumped to come out here. Um, again, last week I talked a little bit about his experience. <laughs> he's, he's like, I should have gave you guys the premiere. So, you know, it is the spiritual premiere, and it's going to play fucking great. 
on a big screen. I mean, he's going to show up and be a celebrity. Oh, yeah. Like, no, he- found footage horror fans are obsessed with horror in the high desert. Yeah, and you know he's bringing his husband out, who's a local. So hopefully he brings out a bunch of people, mm-hmm. pack that fucking theater. But it's the best way to close the fest. I and I I believe we're gonna go to an after party down the street at a fucking tiki bar. Unofficial so. after party at Trader Sam's. Meet us there at eleven p.m. on that Sunday. That sounds night. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's gonna be good, and that movie's scary. Yeah, so you're gonna want to drink after it. We did it, gang. You did it. That's the whole kitten caboodle. Yeah. Soup to nuts, A to Z, alpha to omega. So, it's kind of funny. It's like, you know, we could have just run through the schedule, but we literally have a story for everybody. I know. And again, if you're listening yeah, and you submitted a, a short, <laughs> I know. But the thing is, we love them all. Um, you know, we're going to be there all weekend. And if you want to talk about any of this shit, please find us. It's all we want to yeah, do. It's all we want to do. Yeah. All right. So we, we've been over it. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. A little sprinkle on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the the badge you get you everything. Well, not Tuesday, right? Tuesday's no. Something. No, Tuesday you gotta buy your own tickets, like ten that's right. bucks. That's right. It's a, again, it's yeah. a it's an amuse bouche. Yes, that's okay. actually exactly what it it's is. It's an amuse bouche. <laughs> it's a little shot of egg. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, tickets. Where are we going? Filmfreeway.com slash unnamed film festival. <laughs> Yeah, just go to the website, click on any of the pictures, and find it. (laughs) Wow, you you did what everybody does. Hit the stinger. Oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you mean? I hit anything. (laughs) All right. uh, Closing statements. Go ahead. Oh, oh, look what you did. I broke it. Wait, she wanted to hit this. Filipino. That's Ozzy Osbourne saying. I didn't want that. I didn't, I didn't want that. No. I try again. One more time. Filipino. You don't like Ozzy? What the fuck? Yeah, I don't. You don't like Filipinos? What the fuck? <laughs> Whoa, heard it here first. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Take a take a shot. Now I want Jolly Bay. Do it. You know what that is? Bad Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Iconic. All right. Uh, before we close things up, uh, Randy, how was that burrito? That was decent. <laughs> it's a little, uh, you know, I, I had it sitting there for a good hour or so. So not not the best temperature, but it was fine. That's true. <laughs> also, Randy, I saw you cancel your flight. You're coming to the film fest. Randy will be there all weekend long. Come out for Randy. I've canceled myself from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Randy's for not going canceled. to the festival. <laughs> Hashtag Randy's cancellation. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at The Overlook Theater, Instagram at The Overlook Theater, Facebook at The Overlook Hour and Twitter at The Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer, Randy Stat. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>